White Sox, White Sox, go, 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 go. Call your sons, call your daughters. Holy cow. You can't put it on the board. Yes. Yes. It's a perfect game. Red Echo, Grand Slam. A White Sox winner and a world championship. Jimenez, he's your hero tonight. Thanks, Cubs. The dynamic duo of Herb Lawrence and Chris Tannehill. Those two are like a tag team, you know. Come with me to Southside of Chicago. Hi, this is Jim Tomey, and the best White Sox talk is on Locked On Sox Podcast with Tanny and Herb. Hello, everyone, and welcome in. Welcome back to Locked On White Sox. I am your host, Chris Tannehill. My partner, Herb Lawrence, will be with me momentarily. You guys remember from listening to yesterday's show, we said we were going to go to the Bulls game last night, and we did, so we had a bit of a late night, so that's why we have the late start here of the show today, but I told everyone, you know, with the limited activity by the White Sox during free agent season here, and Herb and I will address that uh, likely in tomorrow's show, the the inactivity by the White Sox, the entire league getting better practically, uh, while the Sox stand pat. But I told everyone that was in the suite yesterday, I said, make sure you buy a couple extra concession items today so the uh, Reinsdorf family can have a little extra cash to deal with here in free agency season because, boy, there's some big contracts going out there, some reasonable contracts too. Like I said, Herb and I will get to that a little bit more tomorrow, the Robbie Ray deal. Uh, I think that's a move that the Sox could have been in on, so we'll see what happens there in terms of the fallout after that. So we've got a great episode for you today. We're going to start our mailbag episode, which we recorded Sunday night, so Sadly, these things are still topical because no moves have been made. And then tomorrow we'll finish off the mailbag as well. We've got a show announcement coming later in the week. Uh, but we'll get to the show next here on Locked on White Sox. This episode of Locked on White Sox is brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online's got you covered all season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues to march to the playoffs. Well, at least for pretty much the entire league except for our team here locally. Uh, Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Speaking of our beloved Bears, taking a look at that early line here, Sunday nooner against the Cardinals right now. The Bears sitting at plus eight. So they're getting eight points with the over-under set at 45. Getting eight at home, that's a lot. Uh, so if you're looking to make a play on this game here, head to Bet Online and make this game a little bit more interesting. You head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Locked On to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. Locked on White Sox is brought to you by DirecTV Stream. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friends log in for the good stuff, right? Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called DirecTV Stream, and it brings your live TV on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part? There's no annual contract, so get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. A lot of emails. We're going to try to get to some. There's another email. I love email. Oh, we love your emails. We love your phone calls. We love you. We love your support throughout the offseason. It means the world to us. 
Locked on Socks. If that's your favorite podcast and you love us and you have questions for us, how can the Locked on White Sox podcast listener get us an email, get us a phone call, Herbie? How can they do that? LockedOnSocks at gmail.com for your emails or 312-566-8727 for your voicemails. First one coming in here from Joe Paduda. Hi, Joe. Hey, Joe. Uh, mind if I call you Joe? Hello, Herb and Tanny. It's Joe from Plainfield, New Hampshire. Decided to email as my robot voice thing isn't working. Uh, I'm guessing he used to use uh, the uh, what is it the uh, speech to text feature on the phone. Like, that's got to be a more current way to whatever that feature is called. Um, but he decided to write in today. Joe does. Says thanks for all the good work keeping the White Sox fan base informed. Uh, I disagree. I don't know if we keep them informed uh, and distracting us. Yes, we definitely do that. From all the stupid stuff out there is a highlight of my day. Well, Joe, thank you so much. Uh, so I'm going to push back on the quote, let Carlos go, unquote, thinking. He led the team in war, made sure we were never challenged in the first half of the season, took the ball in the playoffs and pitched as hard as he could and doubled his innings pitched. We need Carlos. He's way more of a known commodity than anyone else we can sign, has earned respect and has had amazing stuff till he burnt out. With a long offseason on tap, plenty of time to rest, and 132 innings under his belt, Carlos is primed to stay at the top of the rotation. There's a risk, sure, but it's a hell of a lot less risky to re-sign Carlos Rodon than to hope we find another top-of-the-rotation arm for anything like we would pay Carlos. Add to that the quote-unquote cross your fingers that Kopech can become a legit starter and Dallas can recover, and the decision looks pretty obvious. We can never have enough starting pitching. We need Carlos sign the guy. Now back to you in the booth, Tanny. Thank you, Joe, for sending it back to me. Uh, we talked about this a bit on the show yesterday uh, about where the Sox are heading here, and this is all perfectly sound logic here from Joe. Uh, I would agree with a lot of that in the track record stuff. You know, Robbie Ray makes me a bit nervous. You know, I think the Carlos Rodon stuff, yes, the, the, the history is riddled with injuries, but you saw what he did last year, and you know the stuff has always been there. It's just a matter of putting it all together. There aren't many perfect free agents here in this class, but uh, I, I agree with, with what Joe's line of thinking. I'm, I'm still very much on board with uh, welcoming back Carlos Rodon. You know, I kind of want to see a different movie sometimes, but, you know, if that's if that's what it is at this point, then I guess go for it because you gotta, you got to get better because right now you're not as good as you were last year with that hole at the top of your rotation. Yeah, you're going to pay a lot for Robbie Ray. That's the problem. That's the only problem I have, and you're probably going to pay for more years than you're comfortable with. But I got to have certainty. One thing Carlos Rodon has not given me or any White Sox fan is certainty that he's going to post every fifth. He's too injury prone, and that's not his fault. It is what it is. If we can get him back for under market value, do it. But I want Carlos Rodon to get paid what he's worth. So doing charity for us is not, you know, the preferred method. But if we're choosing between the two with everything that goes with it, Robbie Ray and Carlos Rodon, shorter deal for Rodon, long-term deal for Robbie Ray, all the things I just talked about, I'm going Robbie Ray in that regard. Yeah, you know, the Robbie Ray thing scares me because I was just trying to verify that was a noise uh, on my computer now. just Robbie Ray scares me a bit because he has not had Tommy John surgery in his career, and I know it's not a big deal to get it, but... When I, when I look at a guy like Robbie Ray and the deal that he's going to command out here on the open market, I wonder if, you know, first of all, he could have 
Tommy John in 2022 and all of a sudden you're like, man, that's a year of your championship window gone. I know you could say that about any player really, but when you look at starting pitchers, that's always a red flag for me or you know, at least a, an area of concern. You know, it's always nicer to sign a player if they've already had that a couple years uh, in in the past. So that's just that's one thing, but also your Robbie Ray in his contract, your World Series window may be over. Now, granted, teams have proven if you spend enough money, you can keep your window open for longer, but that's just not the, how the White Sox operate. You know, I think Robbie Ray's contract is going to extend longer than what the White Sox perceive their championship window to be. And that could be concerning no matter how you look at it, but also it could be just smart business. Why pay a guy for what's he going to get, seven, eight years when your window is probably, what, three to four years? And I know we talked about it in yesterday's show as well. Uh, sometimes you have to have some bad money at the end, and maybe you can you know, use them uh, as a trade chip later if your window is, in fact, over. So that's something to consider as well. But I, I wonder if that's part of the way of thinking here is getting all these guys to line up and so you don't have any – quote-unquote bad money on the books once this thing starts to you know either fizzle out or you know we're sitting here talking about a couple world series and wondering when we're gonna give uh you know another extension to to, to some of these guys like ta and and eloy and robert like rip up the contracts and extend them you know so it could be a lot of things at play here but you know i just i wonder if that's what their thought process for robbie ray is and it shouldn't be because all teams can afford all players all the time that's how i see it but i, I hope that's not what their reasoning is uh, but you know it, it could be sound depending on, on how you look at it here but uh next one checking in oh we've got a voicemail checking in here let's see who do we got Good morning, Kenny and Herb. This is White Sox calling from a very foggy South Carolina. Kind of like foggy like the Bears game yesterday. Oh, no. Anyway, uh, I had a call when I heard Kenny talk about one of my favorite guys, Minnie Minnie Minnie. And... (laughs) <laughs> Talking about Minnie is oh, very special. Uh, I got to meet him a couple times. Uh, I love hearing about talk about his yellow convertible Cadillac. And he used to, back in the day, drive that through the neighborhoods, and the women used to just jump in. I had a friend talk to him towards the end of his life, so standing in line to get his autograph. Minnie told about the time about the fact that he wasn't what he used to be because he was very much older, and he was getting a lot less women in his caddy. But he was still Minnie and just a wonderful guy. Um, really appreciate what you guys are doing. Um, look forward. We need more baseball because we don't need any more football. Uh, more bulls would be great to hear uh, people talk about, but. Uh, and also waiting uh, more White Sox once we get around to it. Uh, Reagan, uh, our Houston Astros uh, student, um, is in the middle of finals, so he won't be able to chat with you guys for a while. So uh, <laughs> he's getting educated. So there take care, go. guys. Bye. I always appreciate you checking in. And uh, if you want more Bulls talk, uh, Locked On Bulls here on the on the Locked On Podcast Network. You got Matt Peck and Big Dave. Uh, you know holding down the fort for the worldwide brand and the Chicago Bulls and, and their really strong start to the season. So, yeah, if you want more Bulls talk, check out our guys right there. But we always love hearing people checking in with stories uh, about Minnie there. So uh, we'll find out in a week from today 
a week from uh, Sunday, actually, this past Sunday, on the 5th, they're going to make the decision on who's going to get the call to the hall. And I've got good feelings about Mini, and we've got some more callers uh, talking about Mini later on in the show here as well. But we always appreciate our guy checking in. And uh, the, all the best to the uh, the Astros kid in, in the finals. Uh, I think by, by now that's already passed as uh, that phone call came in last week. But uh, hopefully uh, hopefully he didn't flunk him, you know. Uh, hopefully he didn't wear his Astros hat. He didn't uh, bang any trash cans while he was taking his final there, and everything was on the up and up. So uh, next one coming in here from, we've got an email coming in here, LockedOnSocks at gmail.com. We've got, who is it here? Oh, it's Alex, Irish 99 checking in. Hi, fellas, happy belated thanksgiving well it's time for the fourth installment of my off-season plan just kidding just kidding uh he doesn't want to numb poor herb's brain for four emails in a row he says let's get to the real topic of my email says alex earlier this week the kansas city royals released photos of their new uniforms which look pretty okay nothing drastic my did you see those by the way herb the royals new uniform rollout last week did you notice that on the social on the social i media? didn't i'm gonna check it out right go now ahead, while you're ahead, talking go ahead look for it right now and, and let me know when you see those new threads you know they had like four or five different photos posted and same colorways nothing crazy the royals are one of the teams that i don't think should be messing with their their uniform but there's one yeah. or one or two of them where i was like that's the same damn uniform they, no all of them are pretty much the same uniform like instead of it looks exactly the same like the dark blue kansas city one's the only one yeah that is new like and kind of the gray one it's just kansas city instead of royals go script royals yeah come on now uh, I'm just trying to get money out of people. <laughs> well, I get it, yeah. Um, but uh, my question for you guys today is, do you think it's time for the Sox to update their jersey lineup? Personally, here's what I would go with for the lineup we have. Home pinstripes. Only real change I would make is I'd want to give an old look, a modern twist, by taking and combining the modern logo with the 1919 one. So old English lettering arranged in the 1919 style. Uh, okay, so I see what you're saying. So is imagine the Sox logo as it is now, but laid out like the 1919 logo with a big S, the O on top, and the X underneath. Uh, so if you can picture that, put the logo on the caps too for a nice mix of new style swag and old school cool. All right, what do we think about that idea? Uh, I'm not a fan. I, he had me with the old with the 1919 logo. We saw how beautiful that looks. When you talk about the uh, the game from what was it the corn game? I think the corn game. So the uniforms they wore then were real smooth. Like those are uniforms that I would like to see in regular rotation for the White Sox. But I don't know about the old English style in that format. I think I think that's a no go for me on that. I would say the same because <laughs> if you're gonna do the 1919, just do it. Like have an alternate uniform. Have a Sunday. Where you wear those and then the uh, rotating, like you wear the 1919s, you wear the 59s, you wear the the shorts if you want to, the collared ones, the SOX across the chest one, you know, rotate them throughout. Because, you know, me, I'm not an 83 guy, mm-hmm. 83. Yeah. So if you can rotate those home uniforms on Sunday, I'm in for it. Again, bring back the 1990s, man. Bring back the late 80s, early 90s, the last uniform they wore at Old Comiskey Park, not the throwback. Uh, the 1919 throwback, but the the Frank Thomas rookie year look. That's one of my favorites. Chris is Chicago across the chest. That's on the road grays, oh, road. which is a nice look as well. But yeah, just the the White Sox across the chest and the uh, the the 
navy blue and red. It's a smooth look. They kind of go for that now with the White Sox script font, you know, with some of the, the merchandise you can get. I would like to see them maybe incorporate both and maybe put that as an alternate where it's a black and white instead of like the south side jerseys we saw last year have those the old 1990 style but in black and white you see them on the hoodies they give away sometimes at the ballpark but you know you see it a lot on the secondary logos that the white Sox push out there on social media that's a smooth white Sox script style I, I like that it's real smooth uh next home alternate personally instead of having the same old english logo on the black jersey i'd actually put the black diamond alternate logo right square on the front with the old english on the shoulder uh, add some white piping down the center like the Braves jerseys, and I think that's an even better-looking jersey than what we have now. Hmm. What do we think about that, Herb? So, I, so the, You're taking the, the SOX off the chest and put it on the sleeve? Which is why I don't understand why they did that with the road jerseys, why they took the diamond pa- the diamond sock logo off the road jerseys and they they replaced it with a socks logo. Like, yeah, we know. You're the socks. Yeah, why'd you take that? Your, it's on your hat. <laughs> why did you take the diamond <laughs> sock logo off of there? I like that logo. Um, Me so, too. So he's saying basically switch them out. Put the diamond sock logo on. The, I guess right up there on the uh, on the breast, like how you would have it now uh, with the with the socks logo. Which uh, you know, I like that one a little bit more than than the than the idea one. But still, and you know, for me to say you lost me with it with the diamond sock logo, you've really gone too far because I do like that logo, but just not as a prominent logo. I don't think. Me either. Yeah, I'm. Uh... If it was on the sleeve like it was back in the day, I'm smooth with it. Or the just the regular white sock on the sleeve, that's cool. But to yeah. put the SOX on the sleeve again, uh, I, I don't like it there now. I just like the script Chicago across the chest. You won't put that just the old diamond or the sock. I'm cool with it. Take the sock off, the SOX uh, in old English off the sleeve. Uh, you know, I would like to see that flying sock logo come back in some way, shape, or form, or the flying sock with the Chicago uh, across the center of it. Like that, that would be kind of smooth, like for a hat or for a different uh, uniform design, maybe like some kind of hybrid with the '59 logo and make it a little modern look to it. I, I'm a big fan of the flying sock logo. It's 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 a nice. Uh, uh, not looking good here so far, Alex. We've got a couple more ideas. The away jerseys make the unis a darker shade of gray. And a lighter shade of brown, <laughs> and add some black pinstripes. <laughs> Works for the Friars, so I see no reason why the Sox couldn't pull it off. Okay, so picture the Padres road grays, which are nice, but he wants the Sox road grays to be a little bit darker with some black pinstripes. <sighs> I it's too busy, too much. Too I just like I. There's, there's got to be a, a contrast. They have now, right now. I think there's got to be more of a contrast. Like you, if you you can't go, you can't go darker gray and then black pinstripes. Like you need more of a contrast. I think. I think pinstripes. Then on, you would have to have white pinstripes. Yeah, maybe. Let me move there. <laughs> or if you want to have, you know, like white and black pinstripes, or just one with piping uh, inside the other. Um, I, I just think it's too busy. The uniform they have right now. I think it's classic. I, I like yeah. the gray uniform. Just don't take it away. Yeah, I'm looking at, I'm just making sure I'm right here looking at the Padres road gray. So they're pretty smooth. So I, I see where he's at here. But they look like pajamas. Yeah, they me. they do, but they they can pull them. You know, Tatis pull it off. You know, uh, but again, this is not. These are like dark. These are brown on brown. Like there's more of a contrast here. I 
think just with the because you have the the gold i don't know if it's gold yellow in the padres logo that kind of makes it pop a little bit but if you're if you're talking about the socks with just two-tone colors i think it would be a little drab uh for their road grace um bring the the diamond patch logo back to the road uniforms please if you're listening any in the white Sox and brass brooks boyer brooks boyer are you listening uh, put the diamond sock logo back on there um and finally here um I believe finally here from our guy Alex, and who I'm very sorry that we're shitting on all your great ideas. Uh, I keep being an idea man, I'll tell you that. Um, anyway, oh, the uh, anyway, typing this up has given me the desire to boot up Photoshop and let the creative juices flow while I wait for the next episode of my favorite podcast, which I don't know is us after we just shit on his ideas here. Uh, thank sorry, you guys Alex. for making my commute after work actually tolerable. Hope you guys have a great day. Thank you, Alex. Uh, we hope you have the same. Thank you for checking in as always. But yeah, I think the White Sox have as good of uni- a uniform as anyone in baseball. I'm trying to think. You know, I'm a bit of a traditionalist. I like the Yankees uniforms. I like the Red Sox uniforms, you know, things that don't need to change. And right now you're looking at the Sox uniform is one that hasn't had to change after they've went through so many changes, like over the years, like even in their early days, you know, they, they've, they were always messing around with different color, colorways and logo changes, like almost to, uh, to a comedic effect of just so many different logos you have, like the White Sox logo history, like is pretty vast and the uniform history is, is even more vast, but I think the Sox have, they could, they're in the running, they're in the conversation for the best uniforms in all of baseball. And, uh, I think they, they shouldn't change, but I love incorporating the old weird history into your rotation. Like if you want to sell more jerseys, roll some more of them out. Like, you know, we're going to have the anniversary here of the 72 team, and hopefully it's going to have Dick Allen going to the Hall of Fame. I'd love a Dick Allen bobblehead day if Dick Allen gets into the Hall of Fame. That would be smooth as hell. And then honor the man, honor the team by rolling out those powder blues. I know they, they, they wore the red and white pinstripes a few years back. I think it was 2012 or 13, but roll those powder blues out for a home game. That would, I think that would go off crazy. Like you see the oh, Blue man. Jays in their in their powder blues. Like if you have the the White Sox powder blues from '72, I think those would be an immediate fan favorite, and they would be the talk of baseball whenever they wore them. I think so. I want to see more of their old retro jerseys just get rolled out more often, randomly. You know, sell more jerseys like the 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 corn game jerseys. I'd love, which I just mentioned. So roll those out on a Sunday. You have plenty of opportunities to do so, and it's just you're trying to make money here selling jerseys. So why not? Uh, I'm trying to what, Herb. What is your favorite Sox jersey ever? Is the current iteration of, of what they're doing? Well, with the vest. Yes, there it is. That is my favorite. Bring the if vest back. They did those. I remember when like, the Royals did home and away vest. I mean, whatever they can to sell more merchandise, but bring back the vest. They were so sharp. And if you were a person that's into superstitions, that's the year. I mean, they wore them before that, but pretty much retired them. Um, not did they do it right after, or like a couple years after that? Like, because in the playoffs, they were wearing those white uniforms until they lost, and they lost the first game of the ALCS. <laughs> but 
they were looking good in those. I just remember Aaron Rowan for some reason just sticks out of my mind. Him looking in those uniforms like it's a sharp, classic look and right here behind nice. The contrast is so awesome. Yeah, I love it. You know, especially remember when the Reds did it a couple years back when they had Puig and they they went with the vest, but with no undershirt under the vest. You know, (laughs) that's a a smooth look. And I'm, I'm looking at this White Sox uniform history here boy is it wild but yeah man uh i dig the vest as well and you know i I have one here framed behind me but yeah that's that's a good point by you you know you mentioned the royals and their road vests all i can picture is gene honda saying now batting for kansas city on hill baroa (laughs) we talk about those teams all right that's it today for this episode of locked on white Sox. we'll be back tomorrow with more mailbag and hopefully some news regarding free agency god wouldn't that be nice huh so for my partner herb lawrence i'm chris Tannehill. thank you for listening to locked on white Sox.